Hey everybody, it's your host Brandon, and welcome to the What is this, honey? podcast, where we will cover all the hot gossip in reality TV, scripted, true crime documentary, and my life, and all the little things in between that make you scratch your head and ask, what is this, honey? so excited thrilled overjoyed through the freaking roof with all of the love and the feedback i am so excited to give you guys a bonus episode i've made some decisions okay i'm an adult i've taken charge of my life i've made some decisions and regarding this in re this podcast you guys can expect a brand spanking fresh new episode every friday it will be released at the latest 9 a.m. so that you are ready to get through that last day of work with a little bit of joy and a lot of mess. In the meantime, though, we're probably going to have some bonus episodes. Yeah, we're going to probably have some bi-weekly bonus episodes. Tri-weekly, okay? I meant to say that with more numbers, but I think that I just made it seem like it's going to be less, but it's going to be a lot more than one episode a week. I just want to make sure that I'm consistent with what you can expect. Here we are already with our second episode, our first bonus episode. I'm so excited to be with you guys. I was very nervous in the first one, so there's a lot of stuff that I actually just left out. I hadn't figured out my note-taking situation. I hadn't figured out... And I realized, you know what? You just started, babe. You've just begun. We can take this one step at a time. We don't need to start a Patreon right now. We don't need to just, you know, I'm going to take it step by step. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you guys are here. I can see y'all been listening. Y'all been in my DMs. Make sure that you guys give me five-star rating and make sure that you like it. Follow me wherever you, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you're listening on other places and you can't find it, let me know. Okay, wherever you are, this episode is going to have my Instagram information, my contact information within the episode description. This episode is going to let you know what the episode is talking about. Okay, I'm learning. I'm growing. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, I really do. Thank you for taking this time with me and allowing me to grow. I got some things that I want to get off my chest. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a millennial, right? I was born in the last little six months of the 80s. I used to claim that, and I really realized, you're not an 80s baby child. Let it go. But the 90s are cool now, right? But us millennials, we have this beautiful blend of the old world and the new world is what I say like pre-social media ish well not pre-social media actually pre-social media but like pre like internet ish and now to this day I don't know about all that stuff but the most important thing for me and though in that era was the shows we got to watch all that Kenan and Kel you know what I'm saying Clarissa explains it all. I almost named this podcast Brandon Explains It All, and I said, that just doesn't work. 
But one of my favorites back in those days was the show Drake and Josh. Obviously, for, for the girlies who know me, I can hear you laughing already. And that's the point of this. I love Josh more than everything because he's just so cute and also insanely talented. If you want to see some more recent work, my favorite, which is actually not that recent, it's about 10 years old. Wow. The Wackness, an indie film starring Josh. But we're not talking about Josh right now and my affinity for the Thickums. Because I love me a man with some meat on his bones. We're not going there right now. What we're going to talk about is Drake Bell. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in June 2021, Drake Bell actually pleaded guilty to a felony charge of attempting to endanger children. Mm-hmm. And a misdemeanor charge of decimating matter that was harmful to a juvenile. I can not. Why is that relevant today? It's 2023, Brandon. Okay, he did his probation. He did his hours. Okay, fine. But did you know that recently he went missing and that they were all up in the press? E! News, the Florida police. Child, they was looking for Drake. He was missing and his last known whereabouts was somewhere within the vicinity of a high school. Now, let me just say this. This is going to be controversial for some because, you know, listen, in the black community, Historical fact moment. In the black community, when it comes to our people, we, we, are, we will deal with our people. So, for instance, Michael Jackson. I, I love Michael Jackson. I love the music. Don't throw rocks at me yet. I can acknowledge, based on the evidence, that it was some, it was some shit going on there. Okay? There was some fucked up shit going on. He might have had a little boy boyfriend. He might have been taking advantage of people. He might have been... You know, he probably should have been charged with some stuff. I don't know. I wasn't there. He was found innocent. And so that's where we stand with, with MJ. But I can see some similarities here with this Drake Bill situation. And funnily enough, since he has been found, his only statement is, wow, you leave your phone in your car for two days and this is what happens. Perdon, Drake, Drake Bell, because we need to make a distinction there, because you're not Drizzy, you're not Champagne Poppy, ooh, you could never. Excuse me? So you leave your phone in the car, far enough walking distance of a high school, so you can go be backsliding? You guys... This is why we need to get the mental health services in this country in a different place. I'm not going to go down that road because I don't want you to come and find me. Because, <laughs> you know, the people who disagree with that kind of stuff, they will come and find you, honey. And I really don't need to be found. But yeah, I just wanted to open up the thing with that because one thing that's really been saddening to me in regards to my 90s, early 2000s stars, the Amanda Bynes of it all, the Britney Spears of it all, Something's clearly happening. Now, something has happened. The way that they are not able to adjust and live in the world, it's not its not fair. And I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend like I'm Iyanla, fix my life. But I do got some theories. Okay? And being such a young person with so much responsibility and so much fame and so much access, I just, I don't imagine that that's helpful to you. Um, 
And that's why I'm so happy that I'm finding my megastardom in my adulthood. I do need to go on Facebook and delete a couple of those college photos, though. Give me some time. Speaking of people who weren't teen stars, maybe young stars, my dear, my dearest, oh my gosh, my dearest Jamie Foxx, baby. Y'all, I don't really know what's going on, but several celebrities have been posted. Like, first I saw that Carrie Washington had posted, and she was like, oh, my dear Jamie. And I was like, <gasps> no. Thank God it wasn't that. And then his daughter actually posted, and she said that her dad had experienced a medical complication adding that he is on the way to recovery and under observation. So, I don't know. To be petty, the first thing I thought was that you get a BBL. Jamie, you about to pop out bussing? <laughs> hey! You know, because, there, you know, things happen under the knife. Like, tragic things happen. Kanye West lost his mother because she was determined to get the tummy tuck or some such thing. All the doctors were like, please do not. I really hope it's nothing like that. I also really hope it's nothing actually serious i like to make these things into something stupid because like jamie fox can we just can we talk about jamie fox for a second first of all he's so sexy he's so cute he's so precious and also he is so talented we're gonna start with in living color okay this is this is also a self-taught man right we're gonna talk about his skills on the piano we're gonna talk about his entire show, the Jamie Foxx show, where we got, uh, where I personally was introduced to Garcelle Bouvet as fancy over there on the Jamie Foxx show. So whenever these girls on um, Beverly Hills try to come for Garcelle, I'm like, do you realize who you're speaking to? Do you understand who you do? You, do you know who you're talking to? Do you get it? Y'all are not the same. But they are slowly finding out because some of them girls will not be returning to this season who thought that they was on that same level. Please exit. Please go home and have a glass of water. Please find the nearest monk, the, the nearest Buddhist temple, the nearest preacher, somebody to help you. We'll, we'll get into that when that new season comes out. I'm actually really excited for it. I can't think of her name right now. I'm going to talk about it later, but there's a new housewife who is going to be... Ooh, she is going to, there's going to be drama over it. I can assure you of that. And speaking of drama, though, <laughs> I love true crime documentaries. I had spent a lot of time catching up on them because I really thought that I had knew everything. I'd seen everything. I watched all the things I had listened to. And really... <laughs> What I learned is that I was just a freaking American millennial, and I was just watching what was on Netflix. So speaking of Netflix, I'm just going to own it. I'm going to lean into it. Do you guys remember Sins of Our Mother? I can recall when this saga was happening in real time, because they were looking for this lady. They had found the remains of her, of her children. Oh, my goodness. Um because she murdered them and she was like just on the run. Her, her, the father of those children was also killed. I'm not going to give away all the things because also I can't remember all the details at the moment. What I can remember though, is that this woman committed this atrocity, atrocity, this atrocious crime that she 
you know, it, it's, and by the way, it's very well documented, not even from like the documentary point of view, but like, sh- it's, we live in the world of social media and cell phones and records. And so like, this woman off her kids and fled. And I'm pretty sure that they found her in Hawaii on a holiday where her new man, her new man's. I mean, it's hard. It's terrible enough when someone's like, okay, I'm leaving you guys. Bye. I'm going to pack up my stuff. I'm going to go. Yeah. Larry next door. He and I, we're going to go to Hawaii and I'm, I'll be back. What? Excuse me. I don't know if you guys watched that, but then she's like, they're like trying to find the kids. And she's like, they're fine. They're fine. They're safe. They're at peace. That's when your ass should have known something had, had, had done happen to them kids. But listen, Lori is going on trial, you guys. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those Alec Murdoch. Alec! This is going to be one of those Alec Murdoch situations where it's like, oh, we're all going to watch every day of this trial and then she's going to be convicted guilty. Okay. What? And the reason that this is a good moment for me to just speak out to the ladies and the gentlemen and the theys, to the the people of the world on Beyonce's internet, if dick is making you kill people, you need to reevaluate. I repeat, if dick is making you kill somebody, You need to reevaluate. I can get you a good I can get you a good recommendation over there at adamandeve.com. I can get you, okay, candy coated nights. If Dick is making you want to kill somebody, go and order you something from Candy Coated Nights. Let Candy hook you up with one of those very realistic items. Because I can assure you, we're going down the wrong road. Wrong road. Wrong road. <laughs> we are going down the wrong road. But I can tell you what the right road's going to be and what we're going to spend the next portion of our podcast time together on. And that is rugged. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, this rugged is so completely entirely different than the last rugged that we had. I'm into it. First of all, no shade to Dorinda's house. No shade. Because the Berkshires are gorgeous and she lives in a palace. I mean, listen, 95% of the people who are watching the show <laughs> couldn't afford a cottage in that county. So I'm not going to go there. But like when you think about real Housewives vacations and what really got me into the Housewives is because I was like a broke ass teenager who had big dreams of like living in a different living a different way. And so these women being extremely rich. And honestly, I think my perspective at the time, even the ones of them that weren't that rich, I probably just thought they were because I'm like, oh, my God. Her car isn't 15 years old like mine. Which, you know, 16 years old, you're an ungrateful little brat. It's like, I should have been happy that I had four wheels to drive in the first place. We've grown. We've grown. One thing that I love about this season is that they're in a they're in a different land, right? They're in a different culture. 
they they've they've flown first business class unlike danielle on the way to ireland which is just so relatable <laughs> we'll talk about that in a different time but they're doing fabulous things they've got the boxing they've got the the muay thai massage or is it muay thai boxing and thai massage they've got yeah let me know guys did i mix those up they've got fun things happening Giselle has gone on a rampage about a bottle that y'all, we know what happened to the bottle, right? We know. In this most recent episode, she kind of was just like, okay, whatever, I don't care. Let's talk. We we know that the bottle was obviously they finished the bottle, and if they didn't, there was probably like a morning cocktail's worth of classe azul left. I, as someone who goes to Mexico at least once a year. Um, I understand, baby, about the, the the tequila. It's great. I'm like, am I exaggerating at least once a year? <laughs> That's an exaggeration. I go to Mexico a lot. I love it. I plan on buying a beach house there. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, yes. I'm fabulous, honey. Fabulous, baby. Um, so I could understand, like, that tequila is incredible. However, comma... You can go ahead and have some Don Julio. Stop sitting over here acting like your ass is too good for a, a glass of Casamigas. Giselle, if you could feel me rolling my eyes right now, you'd be like, okay, are you going to be all right? Blink twice if you need help. You can send somebody over to, <laughs> send somebody over to your house to check on you. It was just extra. Um, do I also love it because it makes... For a, a great show. Duh. So like honestly, Giselle, keep up the good work. <laughs> and also another way of Giselle getting people to do their job. Did you see how Heather was literally? <laughs> I'm gonna, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait till the last day so that I don't have to deal with the consequences of this. But I'm gonna speak up. I'm gonna speak my mind. And you know why? Because we're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> Heather, girl, and you know what? I give Heather a little bit of grace in this department because I used to be this person. I used to be the person that I'd have an interaction with somebody and then on the walk home or like on the subway home, I'd be like, <laughs> and then I'd get home to my roommates and I'd be like, girl, let me tell you what happened today. And they're both looking at me like, what happened? Okay, yeah. And it, it's only been very recently in the last like five to six years where I've actually been being that person in real life. Because what I have found through therapy is that I'm actually still holding on to that, that weight, that baggage, right? I'm, I'm still carrying around that scenario with me. And that person has, they don't care. They have moved on. And, you know, sometimes, well, while forgiveness may be great. I'm not always capable of that, my darling. I am not always capable of that. So, you know, in this circumstance, I did still enjoy it. I'm like, okay, Heather, yeah, speak up for yourself. <laughs> Candace said, Heather's speaking up in the girl's truck, honey. She stood up to the neck. <laughs> there are some brilliant meme-worthy moments in this episode alone. 
I'm going to tell you something. I really did not enjoy Marisol in the most recent season of Miami. She has been so annoying. Here's my tea. As a lady who lunches, as someone who has copious amounts of alcohol and like holds my shit together, people are like, have you had six glasses of wine? Marisol's pretending to drink all the time was like really annoying me. But seeing her on a vacation where she only has to be there for a certain amount of days and she actually can turn up that whole time and having her make drinks for people or people take the drink that she's drinking and be like, oh my God, I'm sure you would be in pain if you were drinking jet fuel. <laughs> that makes me, that endears me to Marisol. That, that, that actually makes Marisol relatable. I don't like her telling Leah that Leah needs to drink to be more fun. I don't enjoy that. And that's because, okay, story time. Story time, everyone. Oh my God. Oh my God, story time. So last year, um, I was a busy gal, but one of the ugh, most fun projects I got to do, I was working on a film called The Kill Room. It's directed by Nicole Berg. And um, your girl, Leah McSweeney, was in the movie with me, you guys. Okay, it's both of our film debuts. Oh my God, so exciting. I will tell you more about that later, but I got to know Leah a little bit working on that film, and I liked her a lot. You guys, I liked her a lot. She was really approachable, really sweet. We had some, like, A-listers, multiple Academy Award winners on this film with us, so it was kind of like in this situation, because I'm delusional, right? So I'm, like, sitting next to Leah, like, well, I'm at least on her level of fame. Like, I'm at least, like, I mean, I did book the movie without being famous. So I guess the delusions work in Henny. I, um, so I have a fondness for Leah, right? And I don't feel bad about it. So I, I definitely am seeing this season probably a lot differently than the rest of you guys. I just didn't, I don't enjoy the like, oh, well maybe if she had a cocky, she'd be more fun. It's like, no, she'd be more fun, but she also, um, has to go back into, the real world. <laughs> and also, would it be fun or would it be funny? Would you be laughing with her or would you be laughing at her? <laughs> because I'm going to tell you something. When Heather and Whitney jumped in that pool, it was giving me Love Island season three UK finale with Olivia Atwood, my queen, just <laughs> jumping in that pool. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh my God, it was so great. And Marisol is just so concerned about the microphone. She's like, oh. <laughs> and then, you know, five minutes later when she realizes it doesn't matter. This is a production company. They, got, they can replace those mics. Put those microphones on some rice and call it a day. Why are you worried about the microphones? She's like, bro, I'm going to go swim with the Mormons. <laughs> oh my God. And honestly, that is fair because that's all they fucking talk about. Goodness, it's being Mormon in this experience. So like, yes, that is not as offensive as saying Heather stood up to neck or to the neck for Giselle. 
I really hope that Candace's neck does not start to droop like that when she becomes of a certain age. I honestly don't think she has to worry about that because one thing Candace is, one thing that Candace Bassett is, is hot. I used to like not be into Candace Dillard Bassett. I thought she was real annoying. I thought she was real annoying. I thought she was like really argumentative. She took everything very personally. And then I said, oh, ding, 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 ding. Candace is my age. She has been watching this show since she was a child. This means a lot. This is huge. This is a major deal. Like when I walked into the hair and makeup trailer and Leah McSweeney was sitting right there. And did I stop for a beat or did I sit right down and say, hey, Leah, what's up? Because let me tell you one thing about me. If I'm in the same space as you, I'm not going to have that imposter syndrome. I will have imposter syndrome during my audition. I'll have it at the director's meeting. I'll have it at the final callback. But when I get to the set, when I get on stage to the first rehearsal, oh, no, 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 I'm Beyonce. Because this moment, I don't know when this moment's going to come again. So I'm not worried about that. Um, but yeah, you know, Candace is hot. I did not like her. I thought she was loud. But I realized that she... Did you see how I'm going ADD? I had to bring myself back to my point. This is a big deal. And I think once she realized what her job was, and also once Monique left, which this is also tough because I was I loved Monique. Oh my God, don't freak out. Don't freak out. <laughs> Um, and so that whole thing was kind of hard, you know, people are like, ill Monique. <laughs> I loved Monique. Okay. I like that. She was filthy rich. I was very disappointed when she slept Candace upside her head because I was like, damn Monique, really? But, um, that whole situation, I think allowed for Candace to spread her wings and have some agency and space as an individual in that group. Um, especially because that entire situation now is in the past. It's been Taken, even though you know she's clearly very triggered by it. And listen, rightfully so. I have never had my ass whooped like that. And honestly, she didn't get her ass whooped. Let me just be very clear. Candace did not get her ass whooped. She got her ass tapped a little bit. But I'm sure she's never experienced something like that. Candace is not from the trap. Candace is not about that hood life. Okay? I don't live like that now. Meow. Okay, because I don't want y'all coming to read me, y'all hoes who know me. You know, well, you know, I know, I know that. <laughs> but I have come from out of there. I can understand why that was a very traumatic experience for Candace. And seeing her on the other side, she this was her redemption season. Thanks, Giselle, because that whole that all of that commotion with Chris and that bullshit and Smiley Eddie that was fucking bullshit. I said it. I'm sorry, Giselle, girl, and it was weak. From Giselle, it's like, Giselle, you can do better. You can actually do better. We'll get into her and her deflecting ass. Actually, we'll, we'll get into it right now. Giselle does all of that stuff because she doesn't want to talk about her own life. Which I can understand because me personally, I'm like, I will tell you what, I, what I'm okay with you knowing, what I'm healed about. The things that I can, can handle you throwing a joke at me about. But I'm not going to tell you stuff that's going to actually hurt me. And that's why I do scripted television and not reality television. Because I'm not the kind of queen, like, y'all thought Mia, Mia was out of line? I would have thrown a drink. I'm, I, I can't control my kind of emotions in those moments. And actually, I have had an experience where somebody was trying to come for my man, and I was really good about it. But I can assure you of this, 
I will never support that person. I will never be seen with that person. I will never go to that person's establishment. I'm going to hit you where it hurts, honey. I don't play about my means. So I can understand those conflicts and all of those things. Um, I'm very, very happy that Candace has been able to show um, some different colors. Because on Rugged, she's kind of bent her old ways. <laughs> like... Ooh, and someone made this distinction that like Leah and Candace both like to be the victim. So that's why they kind of get along well. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the case. Um, I think that they're both in the, they're millennials. And I think that overall, we're kind of like that. <laughs> you know, the 90s was kind of blissful for us children. We kind of had like everyone kind of, you know, had money. And um, and even if you didn't, it wasn't like, I mean, the the, the ethnic disparity from the eighties and the seventies and like all of that stuff kind of had a bandaid on it. And so participation trophies, you know, that's our, that's us. Oh, you lost, but you never lose when you, you know, it's like, <laughs> I just think it's that kind of mentality. But even when they're like, you're the loudest Marisol's like, you're the loudest one. And she's like, Oh, and then she points to, I, and I don't know if this was a tr her trying to trap Marisol. <laughs> this has also redeemed me or endeared me to Marisol. She's like, no, 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 it's you. <laughs> you can point to Portia. You can point to Giselle. No, 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 you're the loudest one. And that's because Candace screams when she is not getting her way. She gets upset. She raises her voice. And so do I. <laughs> if it's something that I'm not going to, like, you know, Candy Burris about, I'm probably going to yell. Like, my initial instinct, especially if, I'm, if, if, I, if we're reading each other, oop, history time. In the LGBTQ community, we refer to reading as a moment when you let somebody know a funny or quippy remark about who they are. It doesn't have to cut them down to the core, because if you were doing that, that would be shade. Reading is just, you know, letting people know that you know. It's like if someone was wearing their left foot, their left foot, LOL, their left shoe on their right foot, you could make a quick read about, oh my God, bitch, did you get dressed in the dark? Because it's of no consequence. Now, if that shoe had a hold in it and her, sh and her feet were poking out, me personally, I wouldn't say anything about that because that's just shady. It's mean. It's like you don't know why she her shoes got holes in it. So, yeah, if we're reading, we're going back and forth, honey. I've had a cocktail. I'm going to be loud. I'm from North Carolina. So, like, I get that. I'm not ashamed of that. And I feel like a lot of black people, and understandably so, that's a hot button. Why are you so loud? Why are you so loud? I know a lot of white people, so I know that white people are fucking loud. <laughs> my husband, my, oh my God, I keep saying that, my husband. I just wanted to be so bad. My fiance, he is the loud, he and his family, they're so loud. Okay, and they're not mad when other people are loud because they're loud. You got to keep your ass open for them. People are like, can they just be quiet? Can you just go home? If you're in a public place that isn't the Waldorf Astoria dining area, and you want people to be quiet, go home. So Candace, um, yeah, she's had a redemption moment. She's living life. <laughs> and, um, you know, those comments, just swimming with the Mormons is fine. It's not the same as Heather stood up to neck. They were just... One thing that I love is how much the girls are like, wait, Heather? Heather? I think that all of us have had that friend who were like, why do you, why are you so self-deprecating? It's not cute. And the reason that it's not cute is because, Heather, you're successful. 
you're funny, you're gorge. Like, you're a boss bitch. You actually can't be this self-deprecating. It's not fair. <laughs> you can't do that. And like, when you, you can definitely feel the influences of the Mormon church and all that religious stuff just because, and I think that that has, that's a reason why she does this stuff, you guys. I know it's like, you know, her storyline, but it's, I think it's true. I believe in it. I grew up in the, the Christian church in the South in the Bible Belt, you know, and I'm just now being okay with the fact that I'm marrying a man. And like, that's okay. Like I, that I have like my dream, I have like the best man and like, I can be happy about that. So I can understand why, you know, Heather might have these like, you know, slut shame feelings, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, girl, you talking about how you, you don't like a big D, honey. Now, listen, equal opportunity employer here. I honestly, I don't like the, the big nasty ones. That shit is scary. Okay. I'm not trying to have a Mr. Hands moment. If you went to college between 2006 and 2012, YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to have one of those. I don't like that. So I, I was feeling her on that side, but then when Portia said that she didn't believe Heather, I said, you know what? I don't believe Heather either. She said, hot Heather will break a big D, twist it right off. <laughs> I said, you know what? <laughs> She would twist it right off. Right on off, honey. That was fun. And honestly, the girl, this last episode, the girls are the girls are getting their get back. They're like, I'm gonna show you my flawed self through the first couple of days of this, but then the last day I'm actually gonna just like be fun. And Whitney Wild Rose was one of those people. She and her stony baloney ass. Eating that KFC. And I'm one of those people, when I travel somewhere, I don't eat American food. I want all the local stuff. I want to know what it's like. I'm going to take a lactate pill. I'm going to take a Pepsid. I'm going to make sure that I don't have to deal with the consequences of it. But I'm going to do it. Tacos de camarones, por favor. You know what I'm saying? That's what I need. So, I, I, I don't do that. But I could relate to that moment because I know her ass was high as hell. Oh my God, in the clouds. And a lot of the reason that I didn't want to go to Thailand yet is because I want to, you know, I enjoy the 420. And so now knowing that that's happening over there, child, to tell my man, babe, let me throw a stop on the honeymoon. Because we are going to Asia, you guys. Get into it. Before you know it, y'all going to find my ass on one of these shows. <laughs> I have to have my own career. That's so darling. Um, and you know what? Seeing Whitney redeem herself and, like, let loose. You know, she's on the stripper pole, which is, like, I obviously, I'm young. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I'm young, so I think it's fine. But Alexia would be like, I just couldn't help but think of her kids. And it's like, if her kids aren't taught to be judgmental, then her kids won't judge her for that. The, the kids that she run around school with, them kids going to have something to say about her mom regardless because her mom's on television. Okay? It's just like, okay, Alexia. Oh, it's not nice. Oh, uh, she shouldn't be doing that. Sweetheart, the outfits that you wear, if you, if you stood in line at a casting call at one of those clubs down there to Miami 
And I wish that I had been to Miami Strip Club so I could name a few, but I just don't have that experience. If she took her ass over to Magic City or, or Onyx, because I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, so I know Onyx very well. That's how I knew when Mia was talking about working at that upscale place. I was like, no, there is definitely a difference. Because there is a difference between the Onyx Strip Club in Charlotte and the Uptown Cabaret. Okay? But I'm like, Alexia? Alexia? Girl? Ugh. It just makes me so upset because I'm like, Alexia, why are you like this if you're not experiencing, like, if you aren't experiencing great adversity, why are you like this? Why is your neutral personality like this, like, grumpy little Grinchy? And I saw some preview clips a while ago about, and her, Alexia and Marisol are gorgeously dressed in some, what looks to me to be like traditional Thai outfit. And they're disagreeing on something. There's lots of bro, 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 hey, bro. Um, so I don't know. I'm never on Alexia's side this season. <laughs> when she refused. When she refused to apologize to Adriana. Adriana. Who was not appropriate in getting a Brazilian butt lift because she's Brazilian. Even when she wouldn't apologize to her. I was like, oh, I can't. And it sucked because then obviously Adriana just made a complete ass of herself later in the season making those disparaging comments about our beloved Frankie. I'm just like, I don't like stubborn people. I don't like it. And I, and I am a stubborn person <laughs> in the fact that I'm a very logical human being. And so once I've thought something over, it's like, okay, you're going to have to like prove to me why I should change my mind on this, but I will, I can be swayed. I don't like when people are like, no, and I'm not apologizing because I don't like you. I don't feel sorry for you. It's not about that. It's apologizing because you're wrong. When someone cannot admit that they're wrong, red flag. One of the uh, one of the things that I so love my mother for teaching us about is just just tell me. I used to lie about a lot of things as a child because I didn't want to be wrong. I didn't want to admit that I made a mistake because I was a good kid, right? Like, I was just like a cute little sweet little angel who, like, loved their mom and was just a sweet baby. So, you know, I got in trouble at school for, like, gossiping too much. Please refrain from unnecessary talking, which is why I now I have a podcast, bitch. You know, like, that vibe. I wasn't one of those, like ki like, bad kids. Like, I didn't do shit like that. So whenever things did happen, I was like, oh, no, I'm lying about that. Oh, I didn't do it. So I really respect my mother for always instilling it. It's just tell the truth. Just like, what is it? Own it. Okay, you're not going to burn in the gates of hell because you did something wrong. Now you do need to go reprint. <laughs> reprint. You do need to go repent. You do need to go pray and ask God for forgiveness. But um, She would say that. But I, I'm, I always was very, very, very thrilled that she was like no that was wrong and it's okay but you need to like own that and you know how you know how you can make up for doing something wrong don't do it again it's that simple you don't have to be sorry be mindful it's like that k michelle song don't be sorry be mindful ho. don't be sorry be mindful just don't do it again 
I think that a lot of these housewives, because of the social media aspect and because of the, you know, it's hard. But I think that a lot of them would benefit from like realizing, oh, no, sorry. Like just even saying I didn't scroll down. Sorry that I was pushing that so hard. I did believe it. And that's that's why I brought it up. And I was I was trying to look out for you because I think that the the issue between Alexia and Adriana, and especially and also with Marisol, is that they don't feel like they have done anything wrong. I think they feel like oh we both got married, and things change. You know, we all naturally grew apart in one way. Now, obviously, Alexia and Marisol are very close and spent a lot of time together, so that may not be fair. But in my point of view, I would think, well, we're all doing our things. All of my my like closest friends, we all have been engaged and married within the same two years. Okay. Two of them got married last year and engaged the year before. Me and my bestie just got engaged within the last year, and I'll be getting married before her, and she'll be getting married after me. So we're not we're not able to be as tight. People have moved. I moved upstate out of New York City. You know, one of uh, one of my friends moved to to Pennsylvania. It's like okay, so I understand like there's some distance and separation there. I think that Alexia feels like I'm doing the best I can with you, chick, and I can see where you self sabotage. But there are ways that you can look out for your friend that aren't that. Because let me tell you something. If I was on a reality TV show with one of my day ones, and y'all know who you are, and you pull some shit like that on camera. Or you pulled out one of my, like, secrets on camera, I'm going to slap you in your motherfucking face on camera, too. <laughs> or maybe I won't slap you because I honestly do have too much to lose. Like, I'm not trying to give you any of this coin. But I might I might spill a drink over into your lap. I might spill a drink. I might spill a drink over into your lap. I might get a cranberry vodka and then just accidentally knock it over so it could spill over your fine clothing. Because if you're hanging out with me, you probably look nice too. So, you know, I don't know. I also don't know what I would do in those situations. I feel like a lot of the time, I really have to be pushed to a certain place in order for me to react in a physical way. And it not, has not happened to me since I was a child. Like, not even a teenager. Like, you know, back in the day, having to whoop people ass for, for wanting to terrorize me. For being fabulous. I will never forget. I got off the school buses one day. And this kid. Who by the way. Went to the same church as me. Only for a spell though. He wasn't one of those church kids. Who like really went to the church all the time. His mom had some good sense. But he. Wanted to be cool. In front of all the little neighborhood boys. And obviously I was the poof. I was the queen. And he was like. Oh you. And I said. Oh you thought. I have taken an L from zero and I will not be taking any L's in the future. So, you know, I, it's just been a long time. So when I see these grown ass people really like fighting, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you really whooping her? Yeah, really going for it. So, yeah, I don't know. It just depends. You really have to really, really go there with me. You probably would have to be, get physical with me first, but um. You know, that's reality TV and they're being produced and they're being, their situation is heightened and it is what it is. I love them all. Oh my God, y'all. I meant to talk about this real earlier. It does tie into the Murgit Girls because they're probably on it too. This 
Ozempic drama? Dolores Catania, she's about to have higher bodyguards. Because apparently y'all are terrorizing her so much so she had to put a statement out that said she has a thyroid issue, she's postmenopausal, it's hard for her to keep weight off. Like, she is prescribed Ozempic because she needs it. That's what she's saying. Um, I'm going to have Jessica um, from Bravo Barbies on the podcast next week. And she and I, not next week as in the next episode, but the episode after that. And we're going to talk about it because she is a full-figured beauty queen. She is so sexy. And, you know, she has a journey of her own. And I think that her point of view on this will actually be really, like, enlightening for a lot of people. Um, I'm not going to go all the way down that hill right now just because um, I'm not the expert. And I'm not the one trying to get on Ozempic. So I'm going to let that person, um, who is not Kyle Richards... I mean, it's laughable. And the reason, and Kendrick actually touched on this in his podcast. It's because the people who actually need Ozempic are not able to get their hands on it now, you guys. It's like, <laughs> America, America. <laughs> we love it here, right? You guys, I am so excited that you came back to listen to a bonus episode. I want you to go into the comments and let me know what you want me to cover. If you are inspired throughout the week, if you see something, if you hear something, if you know something, I want you to get into the comments. I want you to go to What Is This Honey podcast on Instagram. I want you to DM me. I want you to like this podcast, you guys. I want you to give me five stars. Even if you don't like it, give me five stars right now. Follow me wherever you are. Become a follower. You don't have to listen to every single thing. But if you like me, if you're listening now at this point, it's because you actually just like me as a person. <laughs> so if you like me, just do that. Okay? There's more in store for all of you. I'm going to have some fun guests, you guys. Oh, oh, you thought that I did. Oh, you thought that I did not have things prepared. Uh. Oh, she gives it to you every ball, though. I give it to you every ball. I'm so excited for what the future holds. And um, I'll see you guys next episode.